Hello, and welcome back to Football by the Numbers. I am John. I am trying not to laugh right now. Joining <laughs> me are my Woo! two friends, Andrew and Will. Andrew, how are you? I am just doing great. I am doing great. Awesome. Will, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, good weather here in St. Louis. Sunday League team is still undefeated with two matches to go. That's right. Aiming for that championship. Well, I am glad that you guys are doing well. I am also doing fantastic. I wish I had a cleaner workspace. My table is still dirty from my kids' breakfast. They can't seem to figure out how to eat dry cereal without getting half of it all over the floor and the table. But we're working with it. We're going. And today... We are talking to you guys about some MLS players we think need a move over to a bigger club in Europe to get some international experience. Or maybe they already have some international experience over abroad and they need some more. So boys, let's get into this. Let's start talking. I want to hear some of your suggestions. Will, let's go to you first. I want to hear one of your suggestions. Who do you think needs a move over to Europe? All right. First, I'm throwing out Miles Robinson. Dominated with the U.S. this summer, playing in the Nations League and in the Gold Cup. Very solid World Cup qualifying. I mean, this man this man is ready. I, I feel like he has nothing left to prove. He's shown he's got a little offense to his game, getting on the end of his head on the end of crosses. Yeah, he also scored the game winner against Mexico in the Nations League, I believe, wasn't yes, it? Yes, he did. He had quite a header. Quite a summer, and now Atlanta is picking up steam and... Uh, Will, just don't show us too much excitement about him. You know, it's all right. I'm going to talk like you for my pick. Yeah, let's hear your pick, Andrew. Real quick, I want to comment on Miles Robinson. Yeah, I think that'd be nothing but beneficial for the United States. I think us getting more depth in international experienced center backs would be absolutely incredible for our team. And as well as Miles Robinson has done at every position, I think he'd be a good slot in at the U.S. men's national team on left center back but Andrew let's go to your first pick let me hear who do you have all right I'm gonna go obvious first Daryl DK yes please lord I believe that he belongs in the English Premier League yeah I don't think he belongs on Chelsea get that man over there no Lukaku is still in the show but he 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 belongs to play with the elite I think he's an elite talent I think he has so much going for him he's a goal scoring machine he's already proven it over in Europe Orlando's just being stupid where would you put him in the Premier League like who do you think could use a, a striker of DK's talent in the Premier League or even in the championship if you don't think he's he's I think ready he could go that. well with the Wolves I think I think that's a, a, a decent especially didn't they just lose um Raul Jimenez I think that's a really good shout with Wolves though I didn't I was yeah. actually expecting you to pick a lot worse team not worse in like the quality but worse as in like no that wouldn't have worked the wolves is a really good pick i think his hold-up play could rival that of raul jimenez who you know has kind of had problems with after that i think it was a like a concussion that he had or like a spinal or not a spinal but a skull fracture or something i think that'd be a that's a really good shout and i think he could partner really well with fabio silva over there bruno large has been doing some incredible things with wolves i mean incredible 
incredible being relative. I watch them play, and that's just kind of what yells his talent and his needs. I, I feel like he really, really could strive there. I completely agree. I think with the wing talent that they have with Adama Traore kind of hitting form, like Trincao, who looks like he's going there for a cut-rate price, with other forwards like Fabio Silva developing, like Raul Jimenez already performing well, Pedro Neto doing well over there as well, and just having them as the goal threats, I think a hold-up player like DK could really thrive there. I went with Carlos Gil over at the New England Revolution. The 28-year-old has done some incredible things. So let me list off a couple of these stats. His average rating in the last 12 months over 29 appearances in the MLS is a 7.91 out of 10. So that is an incredible rating, especially for a creative midfielder. So he currently leads the MLS in the following statistics. Bear with me, it's going to take a while. Assists with 10. Assists per 90 with 0.53. Expected assists with 9.8. So he's performing right about where he's expected to. His expected assists per 90 is 0.52. Key passes, is he has 107 for the season so far. Second place has 75. So he's 32 key passes better than the second place guy. Passes into the penalty area, he's got 93. Second place only has 52. So he's got 41 more, almost double what the second place person has. He's first in through balls with 16. First in corner kicks with 110. First in shot creating actions in the MLS. Second place has 120 to his 170. Shot creating actions per 90, he has almost 9. And the second place guy only has 6.7. So he's outperforming them by 2.3 actions per game. Goal creating actions, he's got 22 on the season. Second place has 19. And goal creating actions per 90, he has 1.16. Second place has 0.98. So he's got over one goal creating action per game this season so far. I think he'd be perfect for Norwich City. I mean, if you look at Norwich City, it is night and day compared to what they were last year. And that's not just because they were playing in the championship. Without Emmy Buendia, they are a team that is just completely lost. Apart from their second round FA Cup tie against Bournemouth in which they scored six, they have scored two goals across six different matches. And two those two goals came one in each of two different match weeks, of which there have been five in the Premier League. They've got four goal-creating actions all season. Carlos Hill almost has six times that much over the course of the season. Max Ahrens is leading the shot-creating actions for Norwich City, and he plays it right back. So that should tell you a lot about the creative intensity of that team. And I think they're definitely, definitely, definitely in need of a creative midfielder like Carlos Hill. Additionally, he's already got some Premier League experience. He did play for Aston Villa in the season before and the season in which they got relegated. He also played in La Liga and he's got that international experience. He's Spanish. So I think he'd be perfect for Norwich City. I think the only thing holding him back is his age at 28. I think he's got probably another three or four years in him if he performs at this level. Now I know going over into a more physical league, you know, if he does half as well as this, where he creates instead of 8.97 shot creating actions per 90, he does four. That would help out the team incredibly, considering they're averaging across five match weeks, not very many shot creating actions. Well, I just want to point out that the gap between heel and the second place and all those stats is just astounding. And he missed some time this season due to injuries. So can't even imagine how big that gap could be. 
Yeah, he's only I believe he's only made like 22 appearances this season. He's and he's still leading in just about every stat that involves passing. In, in a lot of their games, he's been he's been the difference maker. For example, I do want to point this match out for several different reasons. He had three assists in the June 23rd tie with the New York Red Bulls. I say this, he had three assists for their three goals. I say that because one, that's an incredible thing to be the creative output for your team. But as we all know, I mentioned that game mostly because of Caden Clark. Caden Clark. You asked for it. You probably didn't ask for it, but we found a way to fit him in anyway. He was on my list anyways. He needs to go over the pond. Yeah, let's hear it, Andrew. Why do you... He is going over the pond. He's going to Leipzig in November. He's on his way. It's time. I cannot wait to see the Caden Clark show over there. And now, we're not just only going to hype him up with U.S. people, but he's going to be known all around the world. Caden Clark is going to be plugged every time where's our sponsorship i want to i want to this this is sponsored by me i am currently the one propping this this ship up but i do want to talk to you guys i know this is kind of an impromptu question i know you guys probably aren't prepared for it but what do we think about the caden clark versus brendan aronson debate i know aronson is a little further along in age and i know he made the transition to rb salzburg earlier in the summer but what do we think about aronson versus clark who do we think is better and why who do we think is further along in their career who's got the higher ceiling I want to hear from both of you. Andrew, you're Caden Clark's biggest fanboy on our fanboy channel for Caden Clark. So, Caden Clark, why don't you go first, Caden Clark? <laughs> We've said the name one too many times. Oh, this is tough because they're seal- they're such similar players in my mind. I think they play pretty similar styles. They both love to have the ball at their feet. They're both finding goals. You're not going to see them as the striker that that scores goals from long range and close and all that. I see them more almost like the dirty the dirty goals or the creative goals where they kind of create space, move the ball, and then get the slot in pass into the net. I don't see them as huge power shooters like DK or even Pepe or Sivacu, uh, like those type of players. Well, Aronson does have some range, as we saw in the international break against, I think it was yeah, a match oh. against Honduras. I'm not saying they can't score i'm not saying they can't i'm just saying i view them more as a TikTok put the ball in the net type player whereas you're not going to see many shots from outside the box from them they're going to create opportunities that those shots are coming from reina and pulsage but but anyways i think Caden clark's ceiling is is pretty high i'm excited to see what going into europe is going to do for him because he's got what two caps with the u.s he doesn't have very many however I, i think that once we get to see him in action in Europe, it'll kind of tell us how he's going to be able to play with a little bit of the bigger boys. I say bigger boys just because the skill set, the physicality in any league over in Europe is going to be much different than what the New York Red Bulls are going up against. As for, they're both really great passers. I think Caden Clark, what was that last year that he had an assist almost in every game that he started? Well, when he played for the Red Bulls 2 team, he had three goals and five assists. And then last year, he didn't have any assists. This year, he's got four goals and two assists so far. A lot of those came early on in the season. He had a very hot start. So, Will, what do you think of Andrew's analysis? Do you kind of agree? Do you think that going to RB Leipzig, Rosenbosch-Sport Leipzig over in Germany is too big a step? And do you think he should have gone to Salt? 
Salzburg with Aronson, or do you think this is a good step for him linking up with Jesse Marsh, hopefully the future U.S. men's national team coach? What do you think? I think Andrew had a great scouting report. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to disagree a whole lot there. They definitely both seem to find themselves in the right place at the right time to be able to get kind of easier goals, both very quick, good passing and link up play. I, yeah, I'm, I was surprised by the news that he was jumping straight from New York Red Bulls to RB Leipzig. I thought, you know, the path for Brendan Aronson seems to have worked so well going from MLS to Austria and then hopefully to Leipzig in no more than a year. In six months, six months maybe potentially. He's he's tearing it up there. Seems to be scoring every match I, almost. I think with Caden, it, it helps that he's he's younger. I think that's kind of the bigger. They they're pretty much they're pretty much at the same level. And Caden's eighteen, just turned eighteen, I think. And then you've got Aronson, who's almost twenty-one. Do you think that Aronson looks good because he really is like a phenom and is ready for the next step up, or do you think it's more because Salzburg are a big fish in a small pond? And do you think that Caden Clark might struggle a little bit more going to a higher-profile team in a higher-profile league? I mean, I definitely think he's going to struggle to get time. I think Jesse Marsh being there will definitely help him to kind of gel with the team. And I think he'll find ways to get Caden spots and minutes, even if he's not quite yeah, ready for the jump. Yeah, uh-huh. I will say that I think Aronson looked like a big fish in a smaller pond before I saw him play for the national team. I was, I was pretty impressed with his two performances with the U.S. most recently and how he held up the ball and how he moved the ball. I mean, he, he made some really big impactful plays against Canada and he definitely set the tone and made the tone different. So I, I don't think Aronson's going to struggle too much and it's going to help the fact that he's kind of step-laddered into the league, whereas Clark Caden Clark's going to probably struggle to find the minutes, but I think he's the type of player that's going to jump onto those minutes right away it's going to be difficult to keep Cade and Clark out of the lineup thank you for that impromptu conversation I'd like to jump back into it with my second pick for the MLS player who needs a move over to Europe I picked Valentin Castellanos the Uruguayan striker over at NYCFC he's only 22 years of age so very young a lot of room for improvement currently he's tied for third in the MLS for goals with 13 However, three of those were penalty kicks. He's also tied for seventh for assists with seven. His goals plus assists, he is tied for first at 20 goals plus assists. His goals plus assists per 90, he is tied for sixth. He's tied for eighth with non-penalty goals with 10. This was a big red flag. His XG is 17.7 and he's only got 13 goals. So he's underperforming his XG and his non-penalty XG by 4.7 goals, which I think is pretty huge. However, his XG per 90 is 0.77, which is second in the MLS. He ranks number one for shots with 103. Second place has 87, so he's almost 20 ahead of the second place. He's also second in the league for shots per 90 with 4.5, and he's number one for shots on target with 45, and the second place finisher was had 34. I think he'd be a good candidate for a team like AS Monaco that has a lot of aging strikers like Ben Yedder and Kevin Volland. I think he could learn a lot from Volland just with his off-the-ball movement and Volland's kind of a goals plus assists guy. He's never been too heavy on one front. He's been a rather creative force and he could learn to put the ball in the back of the net more from Yedder. He'll also play with other youngsters like Ismail Jacobs from FC Köln who went over to Monaco last year 
and Chuameni, who's one of the most up-and-coming, exciting youngsters over in France right now. He is like the next Sergio Busquets. He's got the passing, and he's a huge kid, and he's got a lot of defensive attributes. What do you guys think? Who are some of your other players? All right, I'll shout out Paxton Pomacall. I mean, not maybe not the season he would have hoped for. Uh, missed a lot of time due to injury. He's started about half the matches he's played in this year. Only has one goal and one assist to his name. But he's still only 21 years of age. He broke out a couple years ago. He's been on the cusp of breaking in with the national team. His name is always floated out there along with every other C Dallas Academy player. <laughs> he is coming back from injury and the burst hasn't quite been there. Seems to be lacking, but he's looked he's looked great these past couple matches setting up other teammates. I think a club like Club Brugge over in Belgium would be a good fit. They seem to scout a lot of Americans and MLS guys. They've recently got acquired Tejan Buchanan who they've loaned back to New England Revolution for the rest of the year. Ethan Horvath in the past, Owen Adesawi recently, whose stock was yeah. down with Wolves. They seem to always have their eyes over on in North America. I think Bruges would be a good move for him. I, I guess so long as their fitness and medical team are pretty up to snuff and can, can fight some of those recurring injuries. Is Justin Chi still at Dallas? For the time being, until he gets transferred over to FC Bayern. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm sorry. I had to set that up. I had to shoot it. You jumped, you jumped the gun there. Yeah, you did jump the gun because I had Justin Chi and Ricardo Pepe as my third guys. I had to, I had to, I had to toss it up. We were talking FC Dallas. What was I supposed to do? Just talking like let it, let it fly away? I, you put the hoop out in front. I just put the ball there for you to dunk it. That's, That's right. all I did. So Ricardo Pepe, I mean, he's a good pressing forward. You know, he's got like 23 pressures per 90. He's got 0.58 non-penalty goals per 90, which puts him in the top 8% of strikers, at least in the MLS. He's got... 12 goals to his name, tied for fifth, but if you factor in penalty goals and take those out for all the other strikers, he's actually tied for third. He's got .66 goals per 90. He is tied for second in non-penalty goals if you take the penalty goals out. He's tied for seventh in goals and assists for 14. He's got 25 shots on target, so about every other shot on target, he scores a goal, and he is tied for ninth there. He's got about a quarter goal per shot, so about every four shots, he scores a goal and every two shots on target he scores a goal he's actually outperforming his xg by 4.7 as well and he's second in that statistic and where else is he going to go other than Bayern with justin shea they can just both hop on the same boat and come right over train with <laughs> Lewandowski while you got the chance man just come over to our Bayern Academy. We've got some great prospects lined up for you. We've got our sporting director's son. We've got an Ibrahimovic that is not related to Zlatan. Come on over, play for Bayern too. Go out on loan again on to another elite team in Europe. Get some training in and then come on and bang some goals in for FC Bayern. I mean, what are we waiting for, guys? Yeah, come sign with us and we'll just loan you out to other teams. And uh, yeah, come we'll sign with us because we don't want you anymore. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from any of you Chelsea fans about signing with us and loaning people out. You guys have like Shut thirty-eight up. players out on loan. That is no joke. You guys have. Over it's two dozen players money. out on loan. Yeah, that's why 
UEFA is making some FFP regulations where they are cutting back the number of loan players you can have out because you guys are cu- buying up all the young talent and then just shipping them out. Okay, I don't want to hear. Let me, I don't want to hear. Let me let me throw my guy out. Are you ready? I don't want to butcher his last name, and I'm gonna do my best. Oh, here we go. But Cole Bassett. Is that how you say his last name? I pronounce it Bassett, but. Bassett Tomatoes from the Colorado Rapids. I mean, the dude's what? He's 20 years old. He's getting tons of offers from other clubs. Colorado just keeps turning them down. It's very unfortunate. I'm pretty sure he's had two or three clubs offer and they turn them down right off the bat. You're really going with these these MLS clubs that don't want to give up their future stars. You went with Daryl DK over at Orlando City and now Colt Bassett over at Colorado. Let them go. You just got to. You just got to. The MLS is not set up for that kind of talent yet. It's a league for old stars to come and retire in, not for young stars. And young to talent stay in. to get to push a little bit and get noticed. We're not we're not a destination where they come and they play their entire career. Lesser talented players are going to do that and that's totally okay. But these t- these guys that are fighting for positions on the US men's national team cannot stay in the MLS. It's it's the whole thing that hurts Legette every time we talk about him. He's been in the MLS his whole career, so he's a filler. I think it was the ultimate downfall of clint dempsey too transferring from fulham over to seattle i think once he did that and once michael bradley transferred from roma over to god wherever that geezer's playing now toronto um, right yeah toronto once he transferred there from as roma that's when the u.s meant i mean that's when we fell off really i i I don't disagree it's it's a it's a whole different level you're not playing against the best of the best yeah you're not you're not playing you might be playing as physically but you're not paying as fast paced you're not playing as tactical a game so you can look like i mean it's a retirement league you can look like a big fish in a small pond but then when you get up on the national stage with all these other young guns who are playing very hard ball in other leagues, you're going to get smoked flat out. I mean, look at what happened in 2010 with Belgium. I mean, we were not in that game, and you have a young Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard running up and down the field looking like young studs, and then you got the geezer squad looking like they're going to fall over and knock the tennis balls off their walkers. You didn't even mention Andrew's <laughs> boy, Lukaku. Yeah, come on, dude. So... Do you guys have more players? Let's hear let's hear some more suggestions. Will, I know you got at least one more. Andrew, you've got about 12. I mean, I thought I, 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 Rossi was over, and now he's back. His loan is over. He's back with LAFC. It's going to depend on... I, I'm not sure how well he did over in... Uh... Fenerbahce? Yes, that is exactly where he was. And he was on loan. He went there in September, and now he's back in June. He was an interesting one. He, he did really well in the MLS last year, and that... Just kind of goes to show you that you go... The Turkish league, I think, is it's kind of an out-there league. It's not really one of the bigger leagues in Europe. It still is competitive, but it's it's not a place to get noticed. It's kind of a place to go play football that's competitive, he but He went over the there, and he only had three appearances? He played about two and a half games for them and had one assist. So it really was kind of a fruitless move. Yeah, so... I think there's there could be potential. I put him on there just kind of have a little wrench out there. I think he did so well last year that he's a he's a great passer and he he seems to find the net in the in opportune times. So 
hopefully we can see him go over again. He's young. He's got tons of time. I mean, LAFC is probably one of the better MLS clubs to go to anyways. So hopefully yeah, playing with Vela and that, he can kind of find, he can maybe find his passing again and, and get into form and go somewhere that's going to suit him a little better. My third is Eric Williamson of the Portland Timbers. Oh, he is not quite as young as some of the other guys we've mentioned. He is 23 years of age. And like Paxton Pomacall, he is not performing at his peak ability in the MLS this year. He has a goal and two assists to his name, four goal chances created. But he did spend the summer a lot with the U.S., got into a few matches, did not look great. He's a very streaky guy. He's He either dominates or you don't even notice him out there. I think maybe he just needs more of a challenge. Clearly, Portland, Portland believes in him enough to trade away star striker Jeremy Abobasi to the San Jose Earthquakes. Maybe so Williamson could take on more of that offensive responsibility himself. You see it in flashes. I think maybe he just needs more of a challenge every day. You sound so excited, Will. He needs he needs to find some consistency. I need some pep in your voice, man. <laughs> Sorry, no, I've, think... I've picked I've picked a couple Show guys. Show me your passion. Around. He's I no, he's a very analytical guy and he's a very tactic tactically analytical guy. I like your breakdown. Well, I think you're you've got some excellent analysis and you look hot. Yeah. Just dandy. Anyway, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Will, for having such a solid internet connection. Andrew, I just love hearing you like start a comment and then cut out completely and we have to It's just we have glorious. To cover for it. It's so funny. So I've been great. laughing I'm... this whole episode at you. But anyway, come... boys, thank you no for idea. joining me. What would you guys like to plug? Go ahead, Will. I'll let you go because we all know I'm going to cut out. So go ahead. I mean, go listen to all our U.S. videos. I mean, it's been a busy summer for the U.S. We've been there covering it all. And we've got another World Cup qualifying window coming up very shortly. So we'll be talking about the USMNT. We need that roster. I need that roster to come out so that I can just start blasting them. I'm hoping to see a couple of new names in that roster. We will not mention which names we would like to see because that I will come see. in a new episode coming out closer to the World Cup qualifying matches. But excellent point, Willard. Andrew. Go back and watch my handsome man, John, and his videos that he just raves. I mean, the Byron one, you got to go back and watch. Just see. It's like there's flames coming out of his head, and you only know if you watch it. Also, I want you to go back and watch my videos so that you can see this great work that John has done putting in our intro, our outro, all these fun videos. I mean, I guarantee you, you're going to love the videos if you watch them all That's the way right. through. That's Don't right. stop early. Just do it. Do it all. Put it in while you're driving to work. Watch it when you're in your bed. Wherever. I don't care. Watch it. My pretty face is there. These guys' beautiful faces are there. We'd love to have you comment and leave all kinds of things. You're going to get the most quality analysis out there on the Yub Tubs and everywhere that you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts eventually. I don't know. Apple's being weird and not letting our source feed feed into the podcast thing. We'll get it up there eventually, guys. No need to fret, you iPhone users. If you have an iPhone, get out of the Stone Age. Get a Samsung. Whoa. More advanced. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We are football by the numbers.